never vote on the will of God. Dr. Tony Evans says truth isn't subject to the whim of public opinion. When God says something, it doesn't matter how many folks say something else. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. When faced with an obstacle the Lord has told us to overcome, we're sometimes tempted to think that disobeying God is an easier path than confronting the problem. Nothing could be further from the truth. And today, Dr. Evans addresses how our failure to step out in faith can cause us to miss the promises of God. Let's join him in Numbers chapter 13 as he explains. God had sent Israel through a process. These are his people in the Old Testament and The journey began with deliverance from Egypt. So it began with deliverance. It continued through development in the wilderness. Development then led to destiny, his ultimate purpose for them in history. God does the same three movements with your life and my life. Deliverance, the point of your salvation when you trusted Christ. Then he wants to develop you through spiritual development in discipleship so that he can lead you to destiny, the place he's taking you in order to use you in history. Now, by destiny, I'm not referring to heaven. That's our ultimate destiny. I'm referring to usefulness in history Because when God took Israel to their destiny in the promised land, there were still Hittites, Canaanites, Amorites. There were still problems to be dealt with. Not true for us in heaven. But those are challenges that we still face in history. But we're prepared to face them because of development, having already been delivered. We find in chapter 13 of the book of Numbers. Israel is on the precipice of the promised land, the place of destiny, the place where God wanted them to wind up in history, the place where they were anticipating God's divine favor being fully realized. But that is where we run into a problem, a problem that they ran into a problem that we run into, and that is the problem of grasshopper thinking, a grasshopper complex. As they come into the precipice of where God wants them to be, they are right on the verge of experiencing God's historical purpose for them. And we read in verse 33 these words, There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, a part of the Nephilim, and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. As they come into the precipice of where God wants them to be, they are right on the verge of experiencing God's historical purpose for them, and we read in verse 33 these words, there also 
we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, a part of the Nephilim. And we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. But here it is, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses. He had to quiet the people down. Why? Because they said, oh no. Oh no, this is, this. we can't fix this. This is too big. We should, Caleb said, verse 30, by all means go up and take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. So they gave out to the sons of Israel, verse 32, a bad report of the land which they had spied out. The land through which we have gone is spying it out is a land that devours. We got cannibals in there. Devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. It says they gave them a bad report. What that means is they intentionally tried to discourage them. They intentionally tried to make them feel defeated. They intentionally tried to make them feel there is nothing we can do about this. This has been here too long. They've been living there this long. This problem has been around this long. Look, you want leadership in your life, in your family, in your church, and even in the culture that has the guts to see the spiritual and who will start there. Doesn't deny the problem. Caleb does not deny the problem. He just doesn't stop with the problem. He starts with the reality that God had already made a promise. The Bible is full of promises for your life, promises for your struggles, promises for your singlehood, promises for your marriage, promises for our church. He's even made promises for the culture. He says that he will honor a nation that honors him. Those are promises given to secular righteousness exalts a nation. Evil is a reproach to any people. He's given promises that America could benefit from. But when you got the Nephilim in Congress, when you've got the Nephilim in leadership who raise themselves up against the will of God, then the culture becomes damaged. We have succumbed to the physical sights we see rather than the biblical perspective we ought to have, a kingdom vision, a kingdom worldview. Chapter 14, verse 3 and 4. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? so that they said to one another, let us appoint a leader and return to Egypt. We had a problem of bad leadership. But we had a problem of also people who were still tied to their past. See, Egypt is their past. Egypt is where they came from. 
In fact, when they were in Egypt, they were fussing and cussing to get out. But they said, and, and, and when they heard the word of God about this promised land, they thought that was great. But now that they have a problem, they want to go backwards. They want to regress and not keep going in the will of God, even though they're problems to overcome. They were tethered to the past. Have you ever seen a, uh, I'm sure most of us growing up have been to the zoo and you've seen elephants, trained elephants. These are beasts, huge. But these beasts are doing what a little man tells them to do. A little man with a stick and He's making them go up and put their foot on a thing and spin around. I mean, these elephants are big enough to take over, but they don't. And there's a reason for it, and that's how they train an elephant. See, when an elephant is a baby elephant, they put a chain around its leg as a baby until it learned you don't break the chain. So it grows up with a mindset that I'm held hostage by this chain so that when they get bigger and no longer have a chain, they feel a chain because they were raised with a chain. And because they were raised with a chain, even when they don't have a chain, they got a chain mind. And because they got a chain mind, they can be bossed around by somebody that they could overcome easily if they were ever released from the chain. But they have been so ingrained by their past that all they do is perform in their present. We got too many Christian performers. They know how to perform the Christian stuff. They know how to perform Christianese. They know how to perform spirituality. They know how to perform churchianity. That's because they got a chain mind. Because they're still too tethered to Egypt. See, so many of us were raised by the world. Raised by ungodly way of thinking that our minds got to think that's the only way we can be happy. That's the only way we can be fulfilled. That's the only way we can be victorious. That's the only way we can overcome. And so we go back to that Egypt because we still see a challenge to move forward. Because we're not like Caleb who is looking at things through spiritual eyes. Again, this is where the New Testament helps us. Because he says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, these verses, Therefore let us fear, while a promise remains of entering his rest, his destiny, any one of you may seem to have come short of it, not make it over. For indeed we have had good news preached to us. What was the good news back then? Go to the promised land, God has given it to you. The good news is whenever you hear the promises of God given to you in church, just as they also, but the word they heard did not profit them. 
Did you know you could hear the word and not benefit from it? The word they heard did not benefit them, profit them, because it was not united by faith in those who heard. Verse 3, for we who have believed enter that rest, just as he said, as I swore to my fathers, they shall not enter my rest. He says you can hear the word and not profit from it because you don't mix it with faith. If you got cement, the goal of cement is to get concrete. You buy bags of cement because you want to make some concrete. But if all you have is a bag of cement, you're not going to wind up with concrete until you mix it. You got to mix a bag of cement with water and sand. And when you mix a bag of cement with water and sand, you now can pour it and have concrete. Because the whole point of concrete is to have something that doesn't move, that's stable. You can hear the word cement, but still not have concrete. Because he says, until you mix it with faith, you don't profit from the cement because you haven't turned it into concrete. And what does it mean to mix it by faith? Going forward into the land, not just saying amen to the service. Going forward into the land, which they refuse to do. Dr. Evans will have more on how to move forward in our own lives when he returns in just a moment. Don't go away. The thing about serving an infinite God is that no matter how much you know about Him, there's always more to learn. So whether you're brand new to Scripture or an experienced ministry professional, there's something for you at the Tony Evans Training Center. You'll find online courses covering core concepts of the faith. Working at your own pace and schedule, you'll dig deep into the historical context of the book, uncover the key teachings, and learn how to apply them in real-world situations. There's lots of exclusive content from Dr. Evans to keep you interested and motivated, and an online forum where you can ask questions, get answers, and collaborate with other students. The more you learn, the more you'll want to learn. Give it a try. The Tony Evans Training Center, a world of discovery, anytime, anywhere. You can find out more about the Tony Evans Training Center when you visit our website at TonyEvans.org. You know, Tony's been talking today about the incredible power of taking the Lord at His Word and approaching our challenges in life from God's unerring perspective. I wanted to let you know that he's written a book that goes hand-in-hand with this message and his current sermon series. The book is called Kingdom Focus, Rethinking Today in Light of Eternity. And it'll help you discover the joy and power of approaching life with an outlook aligned with the Creator's. You learn how to fully maximize life on earth as you recognize God's love and guidance for you each day. If you contact us and make a donation to help support Tony's ministry, we'll send you both the book and the complete Developing Kingdom Vision audio series on CD or downloadable MP3s. They're yours as our gift and thanks for your support. Get all the details today at TonyEvans.org. Or give us a call day or night at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our team members help you. That's 1-800-800-3222. I'll have that contact information for you again after part two of today's message. Here's Dr. Evans. These folks said, Egypt, let's go back. You can't go back. Yesterday is gone. 
Yesterday is gone. Some of us are saying, I wish, I wish, I wish. Well, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. All right? You should have, you should have, you should have. You could have, you could have, you could have. But you didn't, you didn't, you did it. Now, can we move on? Can we move on as a community of faith? Can you say, okay, I should have, I, I, I should have done this back then. Yeah, you should have. But here's where you are. What does God promises for you now? So let's look at what the result was. When they heard the report, the majority report versus the minority report, 10 verses 2, chapter 14, verse 1, then all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, would that we have died in the land of Egypt, or would that we have died in this wilderness? Keep that in mind, because we're going to close this out in a moment. It says they cried all night long. That's what it says. Did you know you could shed unrighteous tears? Did you know you could tear up in error? Did you know you could be crying about nothing? They are crying sad and emotional about their rebellion. Not because they're trying to fix it. Because the next verse says, and they grumbled. They grumbled. At a time they should be giving thanks for his promises, they were grumbling because of bad leadership and faithlessness. And what happened? Let me show you something here. Verse 29 of chapter 14. Your corpses will fall in this wilderness. Even all your numbered men, according to the complete number from 20 years old and upward, who have grumbled against me. Verse 35. I, the Lord, have spoken. Surely I will do all this evil congregation who have gathered together against me. In this wilderness, they shall be destroyed and they will die. Look at verse 34. According to the number of days which you spied out the land, 40 days, for every day you shall bear your guilt a year, even 40 years, and you will know my opposition. Okay. How many days did they spy out the land? 40. How many years did they wander in the wilderness? 40. Why did they wander in the wilderness? Because they said, oh, that we might die in their wilderness. So guess why they wandered 40 years in the wilderness and died there? Because that was their request. They said, oh, that we might die in this wilderness. And God said, okay. If we insist on not moving forward with God's perspective, kingdom eyeglasses, we will go in circles and never cross over 
to victory in our lives, victory over our addictions, victory in our relationships, because we still are giving excuses for staying stuck. We're still giving excuses for not moving forward. There are some people in churches every Sunday with wilderness sand in their shoes. They come to church, but there's sand in their shoes. Because they come Sunday, they come for 52 Sundays, they come for a number of Wednesdays, special programs, but all they're doing is going in circles. You remember? Oh, around and around I go. They're just going in circles because nothing is going to change because they're not going to move forward in faith while praising the Lord for his promises. Complaining about what happened yesterday. That's real. You don't ignore it. But hey, can we go on to tomorrow? Can we make a new tomorrow? Or are we just going to fuss and cuss about yesterday? You can't ignore it. The Nephilim was yesterday. But you do not succumb to it. And unless you have leaders who want to do that, then they'll keep a whole congregation stuck. I'm trying to give us kingdom vision. I'm trying to get us to move forward with the challenges, in spite of the challenges, in our lives and in our spheres. So search out God's promises for your situation, for our situation. And then let's move. Let's get, let's get going. Let's get going on biblical unity across racial lines. Let's get going on cultural order. Let's get going on unifying police and community. Let's get going on healing our marriages. Let's get going on overcoming our addictions. Let's get going. Because we put on kingdom eyeglasses and we have shed grasshopper thinking. So I hope after today we didn't leave any grasshoppers in the house. Folk who see the problem and succumb to it. Dr. Evans will return to wrap up today's message in just a moment. But first, you'll never be able to benefit from God's perspective for your life if you've never acknowledged His rightful place in it. To find out more, visit TonyEvans.org and follow the link at the top of the page that simply says Jesus. There, Tony will tell you all about what it means to live life delivered and empowered by Christ. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. And TonyEvans.org is the same place where you can find more details on that special offer I mentioned earlier. Tony's seven-lesson collection, Developing Kingdom Vision, along with the life-changing companion book called Kingdom Focus. They're both available as our gift when you make a contribution in support of the Ministry of the Alternative. It's our way of showing appreciation for the continued support of listeners like you who make this program possible each day. Get all the details and make the arrangements at TonyEvans.org before time runs out. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or you can call our 24-hour resource request line at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our team members help you. That's 1-800-800-3222. The Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. So Dr. Evans suggests we should be able to find answers for the present when we examine our knowledge of the past. Next time, he'll uncover historical insights that can help rebuild our broken culture. Right now, though, he's back to wrap up today's message with these closing words. I want you to ask God to give you new eyes. 
to give you a different pair of shades, to help you see his promises and then to act on them. Because Jesus died to make legal so you could implement and see literal. But you must mix the word with faith in action, not in talk, but in motion in order to see God move in your situation. And I can testify he still does move when we move. But sometimes and not until we move. If you're tired of the wilderness, go to Christ and resubmit your life to him. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 